Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. We're actually going to talk about football. Um, not Ooh. obviously football that's happened, <laughs> but football that isn't <laughs> happening. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we will be doing another nonsense one shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, to talk about football, we have uh, Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello. And Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And I'm Liam. Um, right, okay. So, right, I don't know where to start, really. What should happen? What do we think should happen? Um, I stand by the fact I think it would be stupid to scrap this season. We're so far into it. Um, so to write off 35 games seems moronic to me. Moronic. Is that... Mm. It doesn't sound like a word when I just said well, that, but I, guess, I think yeah. it is. It is a yeah. word, yeah. Sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I've heard it a few times. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my view. But then, obviously, Karen Brady and, and uh, Harry Kane seem to think that scrapping it's the solution. What do you guys think? I think you've got to, got to finish it, what, however long that might be. We, I don't think we should be looking at what we're going to do next season until this season's finished, because it... It, it could go on for an awfully long time. And if, if we're saying, oh, let's scrap this season and start next season whenever August or wherever it might be, we might not get to there. We might not be starting in August. I think you, you finish what this season has started and, and then worry about next season. It's interesting the one. So Spurs, who aren't having a great season, and West Ham, who are, aren't having a great season, are quite happy to go, yeah, let, let's scrap this season. I think it, <laughs> it probably depends on where, where you are in the in your your relevant, uh, respective divisions. But I, I think you've just got to try somehow and finish this season. Fraser, yeah. what do you think? <clears throat> um, I... When this all first happened, and obviously, you know, not that we're <laughs> not that we're selfish people, but one of the first things we all thought was, "What's going to happen with the football season?" <laughs> um, yeah. When the killer virus is on the loose, um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, it's um, at, at the very start, and, and and you know, a couple of days or weeks into it, I was firmly, I was firmly with you guys. I thought we have to finish the season how can you possibly not finish a season um but i think the thing that's going to determine this is the legalities and the potential lawsuits that will come the premier league or the efl or fa's way i have no doubt in my mind if there was no such thing as as lawsuits and <laughs> potential legal proceedings they would have scrapped the season by now the reason i think that is because if like it or not, we have created a game now that is that is two things: driven by money, and congested with fixtures. If I think if you try to at all tamper with next season at the moment, you're going to have a hell of a you're going to have such a huge headache on your hands about what you're going to drop, what you're going to cut back on, and and the 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 knock on effect of that as well. If you delay next season by a month and finish it a month late, you're going to run into what's now Euro 2021. If you decide, well, okay, well, we'll scrap the cups for a year. You're going to have a whole load of clubs at sort of our level because I mean we do financially pretty well out of the out of the cups. I know that's a lottery and you shouldn't bank on it, but who are going to say, well, hang on, why are we being deprived of a cup run? Because I'm sure you're not going to scrap the Champions League. You're also going to have all of the TV broadcasters and shirt sponsorship deals and club partners who are going to say, well, hang on, we've signed a year agreement with you. We want some of our money back now. If you the club have to start returning money to sponsors, there's going to be all sorts of cash flow problems and 
the the issues that are going to come out of this thing. I think we've only just scratched the surface. In terms of getting this season done, I am right with you guys. I would I am desperate to finish it. But when you really look at the bigger picture, oh my god, I don't even think we're five percent into the the headache that this is going to be yet. No, but fortunately, it's not our problem. <laughs> no, that, yeah, you're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah, yeah um, not. it's not. Yeah. The one, the one sort of um, compromise I can see is if they go, right, we can't finish this season, we're going to hope we can start again in August. And should we start again in August, then brilliant. If we need to delay that, cross that bridge then, is you start the season where we are now. And I don't mean 35 games in. I mean us on 69 points and... Oh, is it 59 uh, 60 points. We were on 60, 60 points. 60, I think. Yeah. That was, yeah, what a mess I made of that. It's, <laughs> I don't know why 69 was on my mind. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, us, on, cool. us on 60 points in third um, and and start it where we are right now, which means Bolton have another season to get out of the trouble they're in. It means everyone's got this this time to sort of write, okay, well, you know, this is where we are. We know now we're starting this season in, you know, 21st or wherever you're starting the season. And it's, you know, it is harsh on on the teams that, you know, Liverpool will win the Premier League if we finish this season. Um, that lot down the road will probably get promoted if we finish the season. And it gives more slip-up time for us and for them. But... I think that's probably the only compromise. I think to go, oh, the season's over and, you know, you're going to start next season on naught is just like, well, we've invested, you know, plenty of money to to this season, which now bears no fruit. And as you say, with cup runs and stuff, oh, you've got through to this round of a cup that officially, according to records, doesn't exist. So do they then try and claw that money back? It, it, and and fans, yeah. you can almost guarantee fans going, well, that means that the games I've gone to see aren't league games and therefore I want my money back. Yeah. Just just to clarify, so you're saying we start next season on, um, you know, we play a full round of fixtures home and away against everybody, but, but the teams start with however many points they've currently got. So you yeah. end up, oh, okay, I see. Sorry, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I, yeah. I don't think it's a perfect solution because no. I don't think there is one. No. Um, but... but I mean, to be fair to you, Liam, we are in uncharted mm. territory. Mm. <laughs> there's no there's no blueprint for this, is there? I mean, and the whole thing about, you keep hearing, well, every solution that's thrown up, someone says something about it being unfair. I'm afraid part of this is going to mm. be unfair. Yeah. We, we are just, we, this has never happened before that we've had to postpone a season you're going to have to accept that not all of this is going to be fair to everyone, I'm afraid. And, and that's the way it goes. I mean, one thing that I think they can't do, they can't, they can't turn around and hand Liverpool the league now um, and then say that Leeds, you can't come up, West mm. Brom, you can't come up. I mean, you can't start giving some clubs something and others nothing that, where you could give them the same thing. I think they've absolutely not. And I, I haven't seen a suggestion that they do that. Um, the one thing I would I would... I would say they sh- they really can't do is they can't come back and complete the nine games say in September and bin off the entirety of next season in order to do that because the cash flow issue that you're going to hit is going to be monstrous. It, yeah. To bin off an entire season where clubs like us and well loads of clubs rely on the fact that there's going to be twenty three home games, the people that they employ, the contractual. The contracts you're going to have to get out of, and 
It's just it's an unbelievable shitstorm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think that uh, that's completely right. But uh, the the one the main thing I don't understand in this whole set of confusion, and it is confusing, and it is a minefield, is people going, well, yeah, but you know the transfer window. The transfer window is a date is is a couple of dates yeah. that we've yeah. set up as human <laughs> beings. We've gone. That's what yeah. it is. The football season is a couple of dates where we go. Oh, it runs from August to May. That's yeah. we made that up. If you go, oh, it's actually going to finish in September. Okay, you have two months off from then. You start the next season then. If it is horrendously congested, you try and sort that maybe then. You, you know, Saturday, Tuesday. It. I know it's really difficult. I know people complain as it is, but we did do nine games in February. It is doable. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's difficult, um, but it, you know. Yeah, I, I think the overriding thing is. If you, if you, that you know, as we're saying, money controls the game. I'm afraid I don't like that, but that's the way it is. And the people who put the money in will probably have the say in the end. If you, if you're Sky Sports and you've bought next season already, which I'm sure they have and paid a lot of money for that, they will have events next summer that they're also televising that aren't football, and they'll say to the Premier League, "Well, you can't put the Premier League on then because that's not what our contract says. Our contract says it ends here because we show this then. So you're now going to have to pay for the fact that we. Do you know what I mean? It's going to cause yeah. such a knock-on effect. Yeah. To, there's, there's, to not, all of the... there's not a lot of stuff that Sky Sports shows during the summer, is there? I get they've got the golf, and that's about it. I mean, yeah. It's one I of mean, those. <laughs> if there's not football on, and they've got the Olymp- they don't have the Olympics. But I yeah, get what you yeah. I absolutely get what you're saying. It, it's it's so driven by money now that it's, yeah. it that's Which gonna I, be a massive uh, influencer ha- on what happens. And I hate that that's the game that we've created, yeah. but I'm afraid that's where we are. That's, yeah, that's, that's life, <laughs> isn't it? That that's is the sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's the big thing with all of this. It, uh, you said it earlier, Fraser. You can you can say right, we're going to scrap off this season, and then obviously that lot down the road will be annoyed. Will be annoyed, um, as will t- the. Coventry and um, Rotherham and Liverpool and Leeds and you know all these teams but similarly you say right we are going to see the end of this season and you get other clubs going well that's ridiculous because we can't afford this and blah 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 it it will reach a point where there just needs to be a yeah do you know what people are dying shut up it's it's a game of football yeah 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 Um, but obviously you talked about the knock-on effect um some of our non-playing staff have been put under furlough. Um, the Premier League have just come out and said that um, Premier League clubs need to cut their players' wages before they put any non-playing staff on furlough. Um, I'm, it, my gut instinct is that that's all directed at, at Mike Ashley. And Spurs. Yeah. What's his name? Daniel Lee. Joe Lewis is the owner. Yeah, I read it as Levy. I was going to say Mike Levis, but that's Glastonbury, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Not him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's definitely targeted a a few people. Um, And if, you know, the owner of Weatherspoons owned a football club, I'm sure he'd be doing exactly the same. But (laughs) he's an arsehole, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so uh, how do we feel about the non-playing staff that have been put on furlough? Do we, you know, what what are your thoughts on that situation? Uh, I know it's a difficult one, but Councillor Webster, what do you think? <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, are you talking about Oxford or the Premier League? or um, About Oxford specifically. 
Yeah, okay. Um, I think in order to give an opinion on that, we'd need to know what the current financial situation of the club is. If it really is the case that we are... If the financial stability moving forward depends on the fact that we've got no money coming in now from games and that's part of a critical cash flow that will pay staff, then okay. But then, of course, you've got the issue coming up that, well, hang on, footballers are staff as well. And, and I don't. what's the situation with, with players like our players? Are they still being fully paid until as far as we know? Uh, I think so. Mm, yeah, I, um, I, think... I can't help but think that's that's sort of unfair then. But then, <laughs> they're they're both employees, aren't they? You yeah, know? but one um, one has a big old union behind them. You are right. Um, yeah, like the other ones <laughs> will have unions behind them, but you know the the footballers' union uh, are very hard hitting. Um, yeah. So, but also apparently have huge cash reserves, don't they? That um, could pay stuck players for for the, for the two months that. They're predicting is that is that right? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. these think, these reserves it... are put in for emergencies. Yeah. Well, if this isn't an emergency, yeah. yeah well, then what is? I yeah. think there's there's also a kind of a difference between clubs at our level and clubs in the Premier League. You know, if you if you look at what um, our players are being paid compared to what Premier League, you know, I think the average I read recently the average Premier League player is on 60 grand a week. That's that's the average for, for Premier League footballers. Now, I would imagine most of our players are, are on that a year. You know, some will be more, some will be less. But I would, I'd, I'd take a, a rough guess and say our players get that per year as an mm. average. Whereas, if you then look at, OK, the non-football staff at Spurs or Newcastle, you know, the, the person that washes the kit, the person that... that serves the lunch and dinner and the chef you know they might be on a little bit more at a premier league club but they're not going to be on dramatically different to oxford united's chef for example so i think there's a there's a kind of disparity i think the premier league clubs doing it put in there because it seems to be just newcastle and spurs that have currently furloughed their staff whereas at our level it's a bit more understandable because we're we're on much tighter budgets and our players aren't earning massive you know hundreds of times more than the the other people within the club no there's there's that kind of you know the the, the, i feel a little bit sorry for the player i think you know i think they will you know the, the premier league footballers i think and a lot of them have you know you look at marcus rashford and they've they've he's done stuff locally and I think a lot of the clubs will do something locally now and, and, and be generous to their their workmates if you like you know there are other people in the club but it's when you've got something like Mike Ashley who's, who's a billionaire and, and the owner at Spurs who's a billionaire they're not going to lose out it, it will be the players that end up out of pocket to an extent you know the other if they if they then sort of top up the other the non-playing staff wages it will come from perhaps the player wages so ultimately, the the owners of Newcastle, the owners of Spurs, they're not going to be out of pocket in the same way. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm making any sense there, but it, it, yeah. you, you know, you've got massively wealthy people owning Premier League football clubs. Maybe they could be the ones that top up that twenty percent for their non-playing staff. Yeah, there is actually. I'd, like, I think this is a good point that. 
there is a really big opportunity for a lot of PR here. And yeah. it sounds bad when you, when you talk about profiteering and stuff. There is a, a bar near my house that um, I... So my wife works with someone whose partner works for that bar. Um, they're obviously sharp. The, um, the bar have not only um, topped up, so he's getting 100% of his wage whilst it's sharp. They, they fired someone three days before we went into lockdown and then hired them back when we went into lockdown just so they had a wage. Wow. That, yeah. Wow. Which is, like, that's... That's the way yeah, to do it, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, yeah. like you mentioned Mr. Tim Weatherspoon, you know, and he's yeah. told his staff, go and work at Tesco. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to say I'll never go into a Spoons again, but it'll be a while and I'll think... I'll think a lot harder about going into yeah. into one. Whereas yeah. I will absolutely, when we're out of lockdown, be going to that bar yeah. um, and, and yeah. persuading other people to. Fuller's is the Fuller's um, Brewery have told, obviously, Weatherspoons is slightly different in that they don't have landlords, they have pub managers, you know, but, but Fuller's have said to all their, um, all their uh, pub owners, the pub landlords, who would normally be paying Fuller's rent, on the on the properties and, and the pubs have said that's fine don't pay us and it's not being deferred it's essentially you won't need to pay us you know start paying your rent again until you're open again and we won't be trying to get back what you've not paid so yeah if, if it like you say on an away day i think people will be looking for fuller's pubs and and i think it, there's a little bit going slightly off football i think that'll be the case for an awful lot of businesses you know, hopefully we'll have some long, you know, we'll, we'll have, you know, long memories and we'll remember the, the businesses that treated their staff well and did the right thing by them. And, and hopefully, you know, as 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 society will support those clubs or those businesses because they supported us. Well, I think the the thing that's come out of the government recently about the um, look, you got the taxpayers bailed out the banks now the banks need to bail mm. bail out the taxpayers that's exactly how it should be looked at and that that like i know so many times people get annoyed about the fact well, we bailed them out and then you look at their bosses on these bonuses if they can do that now it sort of you know evens things up a bit um we've gone slightly off football but it is connected yeah <laughs> um, the the footballing side of this is I think from the sale of Baptiste and Fosso, which is now, it's looking more and more of a good deal <laughs> at this stage. Um, the sale of those two has, has put us in a much better position than we would have been financially. Uh, that probably means we might not have to put these members of staff onto furlough. However, I, I think if you asked, asked all fans, would you rather all the playing staff remained paid in full or that money went to the playing budget next season or whenever, <laughs> whatever's going to happen, that goes to the playing budget. I reckon high 90% would say I'd rather the staff got paid in full. Yeah. However, when we then reach that next season, I wonder how many of that high 90% would go, <laughs> well, where's that money from Baptiste and Fossu? Mm. Yeah. So memories. yeah, I, I think there is that. And then, so if you were in charge, which way would you go with it? Do you agree with what I've said, first of all? And if you agree with it, would you, would you do what they've done? Or would you use the Baptiste and Fosse money? And when people go, where's that money go? I paid staff with it when I could have gone with the government scheme. I mean, that's a tough question. 
I mean, I'd like to think that, yeah, I would I would use the money, but I mean, I, can we really answer that unless we're actually in the position? And I, I'd like to, I'd love to think that I would do that. Yeah, um, I just think it's the right thing to do. Um, that it 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 of course it would harm us next season. Uh, any sort of our chances of of having a successful season, but I mean. They they're your staff at the end of the day and and um I don't know maybe this is being me being idealistic, um but yeah I I I, I think we surely we would do, the we would do the option of using that money to pay staff. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being idealistic. <laughs> no, there's not. It's just it's just idealistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know talking about the two clubs that have done that. I mean, one of them's. In, I mean, in the Premier League, one of them's Tottenham Hotspur, who last year came second in probably the most lucrative cup competition in the world outside of the World Cup. I mean, the, the, I, I, how does it look now that less than a year later, the taxpayer is paying people who work for that company um, and the one and they're paying the people who don't earn the big money? I mean, it's crazy. It, it, how does that look on football well, it, it looks bad throughout because the problem is a, a lot of these people, the way they became rich is by going, well, if I don't have to pay that, someone else will, then I'll let them yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And then with the others, you know, Newcastle United, who, I mean, he owns Sports Direct, doesn't he, who make a huge amount of money. I mean, yeah, the whole thing. But sorry, I, but on Oxford, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think surely we would do the option of paying staff. But I say that, you know, knowing nothing about our finances and I don't know what the wage bill is for non-playing staff for the next two or three months. And uh, I don't know how much we actually had after deductions and all that in the in the coffers right now for the Baptiste and uh, and Fossey sale. No, I, I think, you know, it's going to be it's going to be impacting every single club. But yeah, I think that those sales must have. Well, they they have put us in a better position than we would have been. But I should imagine they've put us in a in a a decent ish position, especially when you look at Gavin White at the beginning of the season as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think there are, are pluses to be had there. And I mean, just on, I'm not a you know, I'm not a Liverpool fan or a religious man at all. But if you're a if you're a Liverpool fan now, you've got to be thinking a higher power does not like you. Because <laughs> I mean, oh my God, I mean that. Whoever could, this is the year they yeah there's the big joke isn't there this is our year about Liverpool I mean this year really was <laughs> this, they were actually really literally going to do it this year yeah and, and not just do it smash this? it <laughs> yeah I know by probably a record amount but yeah. it's my like what, God what, what might derail our season as Liverpool fans yeah, or maybe an injury yeah. to Salah or, or Firmino yeah. or or Klopp not getting it right or Man City going on a hell of a a run. I don't. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have sort of said, yeah. Yeah, "Well, by pandemic." No, it's it's <laughs> it's that crazy that it's an it's a club who's not Oxford, and I actually care for about two seconds. That's how. Mad it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're talking about people cutting breaks and things like that. Um, before we started recording, Simon, you said something about stadium rent. Yeah, well, it, it, you mentioned it in in the in the build up before we started recording about. Um, what might happen with with the stadium rent, but it, the the club have already responded to some questions from Oxbox, and on on the official um, club website, the question was asked: Have Faroka been approached to offer a rent rebate or deferment? And the answer that came from the club's uh, financial director, I think, was: Yes, we're in regular discussions with Faroka and have deferred 
some of March's quarter rent due to April. So it, from the sounds of it, you know, Faroka being reasonable as a landlord, you know, understanding that we're not currently getting any money coming in from match day revenues and, and like, uh, you know, many landlords are doing being, a, uh, being quite reasonable. I, would, mm. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the contracts. So I don't know whether that's something he would have had to do or whether he's, you know, it's something that they've come to an agreement with, but it's, it's, it's good. Whichever way it's, it's happened. It's, it's no bad thing. Yeah. It's good. Good blood there. Um, yeah. But the, I, I suppose talking about former chairman and current chairman, um, everything's paid off now officially yep. with Daryl Eels. That's got to be a, a step in the right direction. It was it was basically all done, but the the signing of of things wasn't it? Paperwork, I think, yeah. wasn't it in the end? Yeah. Um, other things that you may have noticed, anyone listening to this, um, Oxford United have an official podcast, which mm. I think people people initially <laughs> went, oh, what are these like Tut Manor and uh, Fence End must be must be really annoyed. I'm not annoyed at all um, for for several reasons. Um, firstly, the reason this podcast started is many years ago, about four years ago, I said to, uh, someone at the club, I think it would be a really good idea. Uh, it was, uh, it was Sarah when she worked at the club. It'd be a really good idea to have an Oxford United podcast that fans could listen to on the way to away games. And if we're playing Wickham, it's 25 minutes long. And if we're playing... I don't know, Northampton, it's an hour long. Obviously, if we're playing Sunderland, it's not five <laughs> hours long. But you, you Just give feels fans, like it. Yeah. Um, you give fans something to listen to. And at the same time, coincidentally, Kath Faulkner um, also said to the club, oh, there should be a podcast. So they, they basically, a few of us met up and we decided to do the podcast. Um, so... I've I've been saying the club should be doing this for years. We were just the first unofficial one. Um, the other sort of stuff I love is they can have the players on so that you get the fantastic content, but we still need a USP. And our USP is we can say things like, Charlie Methven is an absolute idiot. And the club can't do that. Uh, they can't question referee decisions. They can't uh, talk about opposition managers or players or our players. They can't criticise the way the players are playing, whereas we can. So it does it does um, leave us open for that. But did you guys listen to the, the first podcast? I haven't listened to the second one yet. So let's just talk about Rob Dickey's for now. Did you guys have uh, a listen? Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was... Um, Really insightful. He speaks quite well, and uh, the presenter they got on there is 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 pretty decent as well. Um, he's from Sky, isn't he? Or well, he's an Oxford fan, isn't he? But I forget yeah. his name now. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was really good. It was a really good listen, and I'm looking forward to. They've ne- mentioned some of the the guests that they're. Um, sorry, we've got to give a shout out to Kath here, haven't we? Our, Kath our, our transfer. Okay. Our tra- <laughs> you know, I like to think we sort of, uh, you know, we were her sort of youth career and her uh like uh finding her way in the in the in the... yeah she's left us what am i saying yeah yeah no i say it the other way she's she's she had the prime of her career with the fence end and oh, she's now okay. like she's now playing right. masters football so it's a bit of a kick around when no one takes it seriously so she's dave kitson yeah essentially yeah, or, yeah. or rosie yeah. <laughs> yeah um no it was, it was absolutely fantastic to listen to i cannot wait for rob hall's yeah. Yeah, it sounds great, isn't it? Because apparently yeah. it all comes out what happened in that tunnel after the that yeah, game. But it, I mean, it better be good. 
<laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> I want Armageddon to have gone off in there. <laughs> yeah, imagine. He, he tripped over. Oh. Yeah, if it's just yeah. something like, I say, boy, I wasn't quite happy with what happened over there. Oh, weren't you? Oh, okay, then. If it's just something like that, <laughs> yeah. it's all like nice and friendly. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. he slapped anyway. him with his glove. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, an old-fashioned jewel. Like yeah. a proper gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, they, they got Paul Moody on as well. Yeah, I believe um, so, yes. Yeah, I think they said on today's one that they've recorded that already. So, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, I'm going to have a listen to that in the morning, which is which is quite good fun. Um, it's, it's quite good to have that to look forward to um, because we have nothing else <laughs> football-wise <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Um, yeah. However, talking about looking forward to things and things living up to expectation, anyone with Netflix, uh-huh. if you haven't watched Sunderland Till I Die, season one, watch it. T- season two's out. And, yeah. oh my word, it, I it, still haven't watched the last episode, but it's taken I, me everything not to not to watch it. If you thought season one was good, right... Mere sorbet to wet the palate. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh my god! It, it, yeah. It was, it was out. It was just. It will. I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy show, is it? But... I, I don't know, man. It's just like if anyone saw Charlie Raglan's tweet earlier, he uh, he quoted David Brent and and sort of yeah. quoted the the tweet of of um, red trousers talking about. The uh, the stadium music. Oh, it's just so. Oh. How it's not scripted is beyond me. I tell you this me. right. So I uh, right the office. I think is right one of the best pieces of comedy writing I've ever seen. Right, but if you've never seen the office and you watch Sunderland Till I Die series two and you think it's funny, I can't recommend it enough because this guy. In fact, no, don't because you're doing it the wrong way around. Because because Ch- Methvin's better than Brent. Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's real. More, it's unbelievable. I can't believe this is a real man who's yeah. The, look up the stadium music clip if you want to laugh. Is just it's every cringy boss you've ever worked for. Uh, my favourite bit thus far, um, and, and it's not a big spoiler, but they they, well, it, I'll need to build it up. So they've talked to Simon. Have you watched it? I haven't. I've seen some of the clips. I don't have Netflix. I know. I'm oh, okay. So videos and stuff like that. Um, oh, Simon, I'll send you my login because you've got to see this. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. In fact, <laughs> Fraser, tweet them. Tweet the, yeah. tweet the details. Everyone needs oh, to watch this. Everyone can um, have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there's some dodgy films getting watched on there, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favourite stuff is regarding um, the, the purchase of Will Grigg. They make an offer of around a million... <laughs> Wigan come back and say, I'll oh, make it two. And they go, well, we're not going to pay two. Now, we all know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that excitement of like, how does it go so horrendously wrong? Anyway, so they, yeah. up until the last day, are going, oh, 1.1, 1. 1. 1.2, 1.25. Then on the last day, they go, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phone up again. They offer, well, they get him for three, going up to four. So we know now that four million pounds has been sent, spent on essentially a song, which, you know, they've got, but they're not playing. And um, and then in I think it's the next episode, they're talking about the checker trade final and talking about, oh, if we can win it. And Charlie says, oh, you know, if you can win, win this competition, even just getting to Wembley, you get you get a million pounds. As a one-off payment. I mean, that's half of Will Grigg. 
<laughs> what? Yeah. Have you yeah. been lied to? Are you are you a moron? <laughs> Which I mean, is it? The first of February, twenty nineteen. Can you imagine the night in the pub the Wigan bosses had? I mean, with that money, that oh my god, they must have been laughing like hell. Yeah. Does Especially it... when he then went, what was it, seven or eight games without scoring, and, <laughs> yeah. and now they're not even playing him. Does I'm it... not even sorry it's for all very, of these spoilers. Very similar story that when Leeds were spending money like it was going out of fashion, and the chap they signed from Derby, whose name escapes me, um, but he was him and his agent were heading up to Leeds. They, the Leeds and Derby had agreed a fee. He goes there, and the, the, they were sort of chatting on the way up. What sort of money are you, you know, looking for? And I, my memory serves me right. He was on something like seven, seven and a half grand at Derby. He said, "Well, if we can double that at fifteen grand, great, you know." And you would expect that football clubs kind of have a, an under, a, a knowledge of what players are on and what they're expecting and stuff like that. And apparently, they went in to the to the meeting, and Leeds' first offer to him was thirty grand a week. So they kind of went, "We'll, we'll have a think about it." And ended up getting more than that apparently you know it was kind of like well if you can up it a bit so they did and it's that complete kind of misunderstanding of what you think someone's worth or how much you're prepared to pay and 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 then getting absolutely screwed over for it because you're not you're not clued up yeah i think the the with funnily enough it was leeds as well with kemar reef i don't know how sort of public this knowledge is but through the grapevine, I've heard it, uh, that Daryl Eels was contacted about Kemal Roof and um, and was speaking to someone else at the club and said, oh, they've just asked if they can buy Roof. And they said, "Would you accept? what would you accept? And he said, 1.5 million. So this guy went, uh, put three. So he put three million and Leeds bought him for three million. Mm. Uh, and like, <laughs> watching this is amazing because they talk about essentially... Stuart Donald got done by the the sort of uh, pressures of a January transfer window. And what they've done this year is done exactly the same, where we were coming in with an offer for Grigg, who they're not playing, and they've said no to spite us and lost out on money from it. it mm. I, I don't know. It was, <clears throat> it's amazing uh, to watch. Do it, watch it. It, it. it should be said as well. I, with the Methven stuff, outside of how hilarious he is, and let's make it clear we're laughing at him. There are a few scenes that are just quite unpleasant with him as well. Like he really comes across a really sort of sort of nasty individual, um, misogynistic it, bully. Yeah, yeah, he really does in a lot of the scenes. It's um, you know, I don't want to make out like you're going to see it, and he's going to be a clown that we all laugh with. It's uh, yeah, some of it's quite sort of yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really fair, Charlie. <laughs> well, no, um, and he seems to he seems to think that. He well, he he just talks like that's office speak, David. He does that a lot, manager speak, yeah. where yeah, he's yeah. he's talking about oh we're losing forty million a year. That's not good, obviously, right? Thanks. <laughs> and if you guys don't know that that's not not good, we're in real trouble. I can honestly <laughs> say they all know that it's not good. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit in the uh, he just comes across like such a. This could be tied in with the annoying podcast. Because sorry, the podcast we do about annoying things, not a podcast. <laughs> <annoying>. um, <laughs> I didn't mean Tut Manor. What? Oh. <laughs> no, um, we should do an annoying podcast, and we just like do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's annoying. Well, well, yeah. Um, oh yeah, there is a bit in the last episode where he comes across like just the guy you don't want to sit next to at a game because he's just narrating everything that's happening, and he turns to this. I think Sunderland make their third sub 
And he turns to this guy next to him and just says, that's our third sub. That's all the subs we can use now. All right, stop telling me things. Thank you for that. So he, he keeps reiterating to this man that there's none left now. Yeah, all right, yeah, we've done that. I've, I've get that, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm a director here as well, you know. I'm not. I'm I'm talking as if I'm that guy. But <laughs> I was doing some acting, Liam. Did you like it? Uh, it was good. I was convinced. Absolutely yeah, convinced. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, it is a good watch. So do, do watch it. It is... Oh, it's just amazing. And I think all the better because we know the ending. Um, yeah. There isn't a season three, though, is there? Is there not? I don't oh. think so. we just got to rely on that clip of... Uh... Thingy skying it over the bar. Was that Grig? The uh, I, against us. I think it yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it In was. The League Cup. Yeah. It's all so good. Um, and yeah, just phenomenal. The fact that you, you know what's going to happen with it. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's just brilliant. The amount of times. It's Charlie in particular goes, well, we're here for the long haul. We're not just going to dip away when things get difficult. <laughs> oh. To any friends of Charlie's that listen to this, um, firstly, I'm surprised that that you do. I'm surprised that anyone listens to this. Yeah. Um, hi, Tim. Um, hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. But, hi, Ash. Hi, Shay. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad that we've mentioned Tim so close to Charlie. He should have his own sort of section away from there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe if Tim get your own Netflix series. Yeah, come on, Tim. <laughs> Tim till I die. <laughs> um, I'd yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd watch Tatted. <laughs> um, right, I don't know. I don't know where we've gone now. Um, right, we'll do another <laughs> podcast <laughs> when we know what's happening with the season about football. But in the meantime, do keep on listening to our absolute nonsense on the fence podcast um in in case you haven't heard any of those we've talked about um breakfasts and biscuits and we're about to do one that is uh things that really annoy us yeah so uh, by the way the guys from the on the fence podcast are the same guys on the fence end podcast so little little sort of little bits you didn't know there seeing behind the curtain like yeah. Match of the day extra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Match of their yeah. day as they're doing this week. <laughs> I heard I heard um Radio One in the morning go, God, they must have thought long and hard about that name. What what can we call it though? If we're talking about games that we played, I don't know. Match of their day? Yeah, very good. <laughs> but how many times are they gonna have to go, Hello and welcome to Match of Their Day? Because they can't just <laughs> they can't smooth over that word, can they? No, you can't, no. Okay. I go back to old match of the days. I've been obviously with no football on. I, I don't know if they're still going to do it, but BBC was showing some classic sort of um, FA Cup games from from way back when, and they were absolutely wonderful. So some of the you look at the quality of top division football from sort of twenty or thirty years ago, and it's it's a completely different game. The the pitches are ridiculously bumpy. There's there's not a huge amount of what you'd recognise as sort of skillful football from modern day, but it's absolutely enthralling because it's just people kicking lumps out of each other. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't done that when they put it on BBC. I yeah. will in future, but I'd set set in stone the fact I was going to watch the Shrewsbury great Shrewsbury game broadcast, um, and I've also watched the Lincoln game back yeah. um, I don't know a, a Saturday without football is 
odd. It's just mm. odd. And then yeah. at the end of the day, you're like, oh, well, it's Monday, so... Oh, no. What? No. Uh, oh, what day is it? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's like that time... Oh. It's between Christmas and New Year, isn't it? Yeah. Where you're eating too much, there's there's nothing on the telly, and there's nothing to do, and you don't know what day it is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Actually, um, tying two things together there um, that we talked about, the... Um, Talking of like sort of clips of old games and and Sunderland till I die. There's a it's only about two minutes, but they show clips of some some old archive footage of, of Oxford United to do with Stuart Donald. There's some really nice clips in there. Um, I sort of watch it and think, what library archive did Netflix pull mm. this out of, and can we have access to that? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch it love for to hours. see quite a lot. It, and when yeah. it came to like really um, good clips of the Manor and things like that, the the Wickham game or the. Pompey game. Obviously, Oxford Mail did tweets about that. Um, I'd I'd quite like to, on those days, I think it would be awesome if we could access footage of specific games between those clubs. Simon, I think you mentioned the five all against um, Pompey, and obviously the four one was great. Um, The the Wickham game that we got promoted, absolutely brilliant. If we could watch those games, but I think the full match, they only have access to the last two years. Mm. So we're limited there, um, but that would be great if the clubs can get hold of that and get the get the permission to put that out. That would be awesome, I think. Mm. Uh, except against Fleetwood, yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of shared thing, isn't it? Of of watching. I mean, I'm, we're all sort of self isolating, or a lot of us are, and you're working from home, and you're not seeing, you're not in that normal routine of meeting people in the pub before a game and and chatting. And I think there's that kind of shared thing of of kind of doing the same thing at the same time. And if, like you say, if you can get the club or someone plays a game all the way through and, and, you know, you get on social media, you tweet, there's WhatsApp groups going back and forth. And it's nice. It's nice. A lot of people have have done that, I think, as as little groups of fans to kind of try and keep a little bit of normality and, and, you know, not not a great fan of the word banter, but it's that kind of just general nonsense chat amongst fans that would normally go on in a pub that's going on on social media now that's trying to keep us all sane i think you can um use the word bance with a z if yes. that's any okay. any better is that better for you <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i think there is a lot of of sort of coming together at the moment that is really helpful and that is something that football's really good for but unfortunately we have to do without when you do watch these games back it is odd watching people shake hands and stuff already (laughs) you see people doing it going well don't do that and we were watching a film the other night and uh there were two people were arranging meeting up and it was like well you won't be able to go out will you oh no hang on (laughs) (laughs) this isn't set now yeah uh yeah cool well um thanks very much for listening um and again Congratulations if you've made it this far through. Um, we will be recording the Things That Annoy Us podcast very soon. Uh, so do listen out for that. Um, I'll also be on Radio Oxford on Saturday uh, from 2 till 3 with Robin Cowan. And uh, yeah, so give that a listen as well. Uh, thanks very much for for keeping on listening. It's giving us something to do when <laughs> Um, so yeah hi Tim hi Rufy Roo hi hi Tim hi Rob. Tom yeah. hi Ash hi Shane hi Kieran yeah. um... <laughs> hi Charlie Meffin if you are <laughs> if he listens he could do you know we never yeah. know 
He no, probably doesn't. No, probably yeah. not. Um, Charlie, yeah. I think you're great. <laughs> <laughs> but, Fraser, your sideline business is, of course, selling red chinos, so... <laughs> I know. He's keeping you afloat. <laughs> he is, specifically at the moment, yeah. <laughs> very welcome. Right, OK. Well, yeah, again, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.